Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Consider this phrase or consider this thought, that many Christians are more self-righteous, conscious of sin, than they are conscious of righteousness. In other words, they are more conscious of themselves and they are more conscious of of sin and doing wrong or thinking more about sin than thinking about the work of Christ that has made them righteous before God. Having this type of mentality or this type of thinking, we have already learned and we have been studying, will affect your ability to walk in, in and with God with peace. It will affect your ability to walk with Him in a relationship where the conscience is not condemning or saying uh, uh, the or, or hearing the voice of the accusation of the enemy saying you're guilty. But when we walk more conscious of righteousness, we're walking more conscious of the continual work of the blood of Jesus upon our conscience and upon our hearts, upon our lives. We're more conscious of how holy that blood, how precious that blood, how costly that blood was in purchasing and providing for our lives. But when we're more sin conscious, we're more concentrated on ourselves and uh, we're more thinking of what am I saying? What did I say? What am I wearing? What am I not wearing? Uh, what can I do? What can I not do? How close can I get to the line before I cross it, etc.? But a person that is more righteous conscious is thinking more about God, is thinking more about his kingdom, is more aware of the working of Christ in his or her life. And yes, he does purge out our sins. Yes, he does forgive us. Yes, he covers us. Yes, there is remission for our sins. And yes, we are to confess our sins. Yes, we are to repent. All of these things are true. But most people as a Christian, uh, live their lives thinking that that, the, that is basically all they've got to do. Instead of walking in righteousness and enjoying that. David walked in truth and David walked in righteousness before God. Uh, the scripture says of Job that God, when he told Satan, have you considered him? He's upright, a man that hates evil. Uh, you know, a, a man that is is mature, that is that is perfect before me. There, there, there is such a thing, uh, and even in the Old Testament, when they didn't have what we have today, uh, the written word of God, we have the ability of the Holy Spirit to guide us and to teach us and to lead us and 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 and, and to do all these things our all of these things in our lives, uh, but. But the account that God gives of Job is tremendous. He was a man that was perfect and upright. He feared God. And out of the fear of the Lord uh, comes wisdom. Out of the fear of the Lord comes knowledge. Out of the fear of the Lord comes a walk with him that is holy. So uh, when we look at the Old Testament characters and the, the lives of these individuals, they, they lived a certain way, but it was also something in them.
Now for us, because of what Christ has done, and because the law had already given, had been given by Moses uh, by this time, uh, our lives are now freed from the law in being fulfilled by the work of Christ and by fulfilling also by walking in the Spirit and living by faith. Romans chapter 7 verse 6, it says, But now we are delivered from the law. Now, Paul made it very clear. Now faith is the substance. God is the God of the now. He deals with us in our present situation, even though he is aware of our uh, future uh, endeavors and our future upcoming events and things of our lives. He uh, forgives and he forgets our past as far as sin is concerned. It is eradicated. It is erased. It is put into the depths of the sea, uh, no more to be remembered. He doesn't recall them. We are not to bring them up and recall them either. But yet there seems to be an issue with that in the Christian walk where many people constantly recall and rehearse in their mind over and over and over their failure or failures towards man or towards God or towards themselves or towards their family or towards their husband or towards their wife. And they continually, they regret uh, the errors, the mistakes, the sins or iniquities that they have made and can't seem to get over them. But yet when the Holy Spirit was sent, he was sent for the purpose to convince us and convict us of our sin and then to do a work of convincing us of righteousness, that we are now made righteous in Christ Jesus. We have been made righteous before God, which is essential. It is part of our spiritual walk. It must be part of our spiritual training and thinking. It must be part of the renovation of the mind of the believer to think in such a way. Because we have been transformed, we have been changed, and as we continue to listen to the Word of God and continue to uh, uh, obey the Word of God, there is a continual shedding of the light and the truth of that Word to purge the conscience, to purge our hearts, to purge us from sin, and the blood of Jesus as we continue to walk in the light continues to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and we're able to have fellowship, unbroken fellowship with the Heavenly Father, unbroken fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But if we continue with the mentality and thinking that past guilt, that past condemnation of what we did or what we were or what happened to us, and cannot jump over that one line, then that righteousness, that work that Christ has done for us is becoming of no effect because we must be able to enter into it. According to Romans 7, if we continue reading, it says, But now we are delivered from the law. Being dead therein, we were held. That we should serve in newness of spirit. And the word for newness, it comes from the word kainos. 
when Jesus explained about new bottles uh, of wine and the and the new wine in them, the new wine being simply the the wine that one was uh, uh, accustomed to uh, in that day, but new wine now he talks about and being put into new bottles, the new wine being now the Holy Spirit in our lives, and the old bottle, which was a dried up, cracked uh, uh, leather bottle that would is renewed by uh, uh, soaking it in water and and softening it up and putting oil and mixing and making it flexible, and it uses the word kinos. You know, it has to be a bottle that is different than what it was before. Our life in the past was shriveled up and was cracked and was shrunk because of sin. But now, now, now we are a new wine bottle. And in that wine bottle, a new uh, spirit, a fresh spirit, uh, 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 call it a refilling of the Holy Spirit, on a daily basis, causes a newness of spirit. When David and his sin, he talked about renew a right spirit in me. So there is a newness of spirit in us. There is something that happens deep within that now we can walk different. We can think different. Walking Serving God in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Not simply going by a, a routine, by a, a uh, form of, uh, let's say, godliness or religion that absolutely has no life to it. In the newness of spirit that we have, we have also been given a new spirit. In other words, we which were dead in sin are now made alive. And if the spirit of him that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he will also quicken. He will make alive our spirit unto God, a new awareness that we were not uh, conscious of before. We're imparted uh, his divine nature, uh, according to the uh, book of uh, Peter, uh, chapter 1, verse 4. We're partakers of his holiness. Uh, we, we walk a life that has now been transformed and can be made useful in the master's hand. All of this taking place because there is a newness of spirit in us. In verse number 12 of Romans chapter 7, it says, Wherefore, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and it's also just and it's good. So the law in itself, there was nothing wrong with the law. But we, man, were weak in that we had not the ability we had not the ability to fulfill the law and to keep the law. But when we are born again, God writes the law in our hearts so that now the law is kept by a newness of spirit and not by the old outward forms and traditions and experiences. Now there is a freshness too walking in the truth of God, walking in the light of His Word, walking in His commandments. It is not now something that is difficult because they're written within our hearts. 
and we manifest them as we walk in faith and as we walk in obedience and as we walk in submission and surrender unto the Lord, then the law truly is holy. We begin to see God's perfect wisdom and knowledge uh, and understanding concerning why he gave these things to us. The law is just. Also, in verse 30, uh, verse 13, Romans chapter 7, it says, Was that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin that it might appear sinful, working death in me, by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Think of the law as a magnifying glass. And we saw sin as a speck. But when you looked at it through the magnifying glass, it magnified it and saw it as a cancer as a deadly disease, as something that needed to be surgically removed. It needed to be completely eradicated from our lives. That was not possible before. Man did things and his conscience, as we have learned, uh, didn't always convince him or convict him of what he was doing was right or wrong. And man eventually, uh, by his conscience, corrupted it. And, and he had to develop some type of form of government to rule himself and others. And even then, having those type of rules was never a guarantee that people would do the right thing because of sin. Sin is sin. And when sin has dominion, which it did over us before Jesus came into our lives, when sin had dominion, it controlled our thinking. It controlled our activities. And even though the commandment had been already given, even though we had already maybe heard, thou shalt not this, thou shalt not that, uh, we still went ahead and did it. And then uh, some of us felt bad. Some of us did not. But it did magnify it a little bit. It magnified it so that we were conscious and aware of it. Then it says in verse 14, For we know that the law is spiritual. So three things we had already learned. The law is holy. The law is just. The law is good. Now we also know that the law is spiritual. But I'm carnal, sold under sin. In Romans 8, 3, it says, For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. For sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Now we're running out of time. Actually, we've run out of time. But consider this. Let's say you were to add to a recipe of a cake. It said to add one third cup of water and you added a gallon would that affect and dilute the recipe? Well, the answer would be yes. In the same way, the law was good, but because the flesh, the gallon of water, was weak, God had to send his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin so that he could condemn sin and uh, sin in the flesh. Now, I see that we've run out of time, but consider this as we pick up on this tomorrow, that we cannot dilute 
that which God says must be taken in full strength. We cannot water down the word. We cannot water down the blood. We cannot water down what Jesus has done for us. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.